0: Ready, and racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, welcome to the Dogcast. We're back again. This is all thanks to Greyhound Racing South Australia. I'm your host, Tim Edwards, flying solo again today. Sean Matheson sends his apologies. He's unavailable this afternoon, but uh, we've got a lot to talk about coming up on this week's edition of the Dogcast. We're going to review the week that was in South Australia and Greyhound Racing, including Uh, The heats of the Easter Cup last Thursday night. There were some terrific heats there last Thursday. We'll also look at the upcoming final on this Thursday night just as we approach the Easter long weekend. We'll also preview the E Star Match Race Series coming up on Thursday night. That's a ripping field on Thursday. And our interview this week is going to be with uh, one of our leading trainers here in South Australia, Benny Rawlings, who has two runners in the E Star as well as Zipping Gallon in the Easter Cup on Thursday night. We're also going to chat to Benny about uh, Alicante Boucher winning the Greyhound of the Year Award earlier this year. That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Dogcast. The Week in Review. Yes, The Week in Review is brought to us by the Fresh Pet Food Co., proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our GAP SA Greyhounds for the duration of their foster care and, of course, the first week of their adoption as they are based right here in South Australia. You want to know more about the Fresh Pet Food Co., go to their website, Co all one word.com.au for more information. So, look, I thought we'd first of all start off with just a reminder that, unfortunately, all South Australian race meetings are currently being conducted with the restricted attendance due to the government social distancing rules in reducing the spread of COVID-19. Uh, only licensed trainers at this stage, uh, catchers and essential staff are allowed on course. So if you're listening to us today on the Dogcast and you're a big Greyhound follower... Unfortunately, you can't come to the track at this stage. You can watch all the races on Sky Racing TV. But uh, for more information on this, you can go to Greyhound Racing SA Media Releases. Uh, Please visit the website at grsa.com.au. So what that all means at the moment, whilst this uh, COVID-19 situation is taking place, uh, the races are still uh, going ahead. Uh, each and every day here in South Australia, uh, but unfortunately for the uh, the social uh, gatherings, etc., uh, nobody is allowed on course except for licensed uh, trainers, catchers. And essential staff. So, as we said during the week uh, last week on uh, on Radio Tab, um, the GRSa are doing a fantastic job. So, all the race meetings are going ahead. Uh, every participant that enters through the gates are being um, temperature checked, uh, and that's allowing the racing to go ahead um, at the moment here in South Australia. So, that's just a, an information segment there. We thought we'd bring to your attention uh, the weekend review. We had a big week last week. Uh, of course, we had the uh, the running of the heats of the Easter Cup. As we look back at those uh, those races last Thursday night, it was a terrific uh, night of greyhound racing. And the two heats of the Easter Cup last week, we had um, heat number one, really strong field. I think in the market from memory, uh, there were four runners under the $6 figure. So uh, it was a really competitive race. Now, Zipping Gallon was resuming from a little bit of a freshen up. Uh, We had Holy Rain, who was a winner on the Monday night leading into the Thursday night. We had Oakvale Magic, who strung together three in a row Uh, prior to its recent failure so it was right in contention and then we had Dracarys who is a greyhound that's recently joined the Colin Swain Kennel and i tell you what this greyhound's going from strength to strength and uh, he was an impressive winner winning the uh, heat one of the Easter Cup he ran a time there of 35-31 he's now strung together a couple of wins he's getting more and more experienced around Angle Park and Colin Swain has a very good knack of getting a greyhound over from interstate uh, and improving them Uh, in particular some of the greyhounds that he's had here recently but Dracarys is certainly one of those and uh, he was able to win he held off the challenge of Zipping Gallon who got a long way out of his ground early but as I said that was his first run for a few weeks so he'll be better for that run uh, trained by Ben Rawlings we'll chat to Ben a bit later on he ran second flashing home along the rail and it was a real eye-catching performance Holy Rain had her chance and Oakvale Magic also had its chance in the run as well Springvale Large and Dinah Carney were the other two greyhounds in that particular heat but they never really featured so Out of that race, I think Dracarys was impressive, but I think Zipping Gallon's got a lot more to give on Thursday night. Heat number two... We had, uh, of the Easter Cup, we had Aston Shandon go around, a very short price favourite. Now, we all expected her to improve because she had been drawing some uh, pretty awkward boxes in recent starts. She came down to box number two there last Thursday night. She looked one of the better bets on the program, and she was able to posse up nice and close. She got through to second down the back, and power burner came out really quickly. Uh, I think the first section was around at 8.85 from memory, uh, he absolutely powered out of the boxes, and he had about a five-length lead down the back. I said during the call that he was always going to come back to them, because that was his first run over the 600, and, and Aston Shannon got in a really good position. So he she was trailing uh, Power Burner, and as they came to the bend, she was the one you wanted to be on. Uh, she got underneath the Power Burner and raced clear for a comfortable win. Crips Dusty flashed home, as she normally does, uh, running second, and Power Burner will be better for that run running third. So out of that heat, uh, they ran a time of 35-10. Dracarys ran 35-31. I do feel the first heat was probably stronger uh, as far as class is concerned. I know Aston Shandon ran better time, but uh, I would feel that heat one probably was a tad stronger. Aston Shandon's certainly going to be a good chance in the final on Thursday night. Crips Dusty will again make her presence felt as well. So they were the two Easter Cup heats from last week at uh, Angle Park. And of course... Um, that's all thanks to Fresh Pet Food Co. So that was the week in review. We're going to have a look at the week ahead coming up in the next couple of minutes. Now the kids are all at school. I was wanting a fur baby to keep me company, but we're always away during school holidays. Then one of the school mums told me about Gap GAPSA's foster care program. <laughs> Not kids! That ship has sailed. Adorable, retired greyhounds. They give unconditional love, without backchat or needing extra pocket money. Now I'm the one getting pocket money. Yep, Greyhound Adoption Program SA give me everything I need, including a weekly payment. It's only a six-week commitment. Check it out,
1: gapsa.org.au. Best thing I ever did.
0: The Preview Yes, the preview is brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Search at the Dogs SA and get on board. As always, gamble responsibly. Toddy Gray, our man on deck each and every day with tips. Free tips uh, for Greyhound Racing in South Australia. Just need to jump on Twitter. Type in at the Dogs SA and you'll be on board. And as we said, as always, gamble responsibly. Now, just before we touch on the preview of this week's meetings, we should make mention too, there's been a few uh, race meeting changes here in South Australia over the last couple of weeks and as we know Gawler is not up and running at the moment so uh, each of those Gawler meetings that are programmed for Fridays and Tuesdays have been transferred to Angle Park now today's meeting on Tuesday was transferred to Angle Park but unfortunately that meeting didn't go ahead Um, just the lack of nominations and this virus that's going through a few of the kennels here in South Australia has meant that GRSA cancelled that meeting and made sure that Monday, Wednesday and Thursday all go ahead with solid fields so that's why today's meeting didn't go ahead at Angle Park uh, as as for Friday this week it's Good Friday so there's no Greyhound racing anyway but that would have been at Angle Park as well. Now in regards to Monday there was a meeting programmed Easter Monday at uh, at Gawler. that meeting is now at Angle Park so. Angle Park on Monday night instead of Gawler. So GRSA continuing to update the participants with each and every change. We're living in a world at the moment where change is continuing happening. Uh, And at the moment, Greyhound Racing on the front foot and transferring all those Gawler meetings to Angle Park. Now, as far as as uh, as far as Twilight Racing is concerned, uh, we start our Friday Twilight programs as of next Friday, not this Friday, this Friday is Good Friday, but the following Friday will be our first Twilight Friday program, originally planned for Gawler at this stage, it's going to be placed at Angle Park. As far as the big week coming up on Thursday night, let's have a look at this terrific program. Of course, we've got Greyhound Racing tomorrow at Murray Bridge, Straight Track Racing there. We've got a 10-race program up at the bridge tomorrow. But Thursday night is a ripping program. Of course, we've got the final of the the Easter Cup, which we'll touch on shortly, race number eight. But one of our other features there on Thursday night is the E-Star Match Race Series. Now, these Match Race Series... Uh, have been a real talking point of Greyhound Racing SA over the last 12 months. Of course, we had the State of Origin series, um, and they they really do create a fair bit of interest. Now, this race on Thursday night is race number three. So the way this works, for those people listening to the dog cast and don't understand how match races work, uh, there's eight runners. This is how it works, boxes one through to eight. At this stage, the reserves are Spring, Cuervo and Eddie Keepsake. So, number one, Canley Ebony, will race off against Alfieri. So, in one V2 in uh, in the match race series on Thursday night. Um, then we have, of course, two times twice V Madison K, three V4. Uh, double by design, uh, V Wooden Tiger, five V6. And it's a ride and Boss McLaren, seven V8. So, that's the way the Greyhounds um, are placed in the boxes. And that's how they race. So, Canley so Ebony takes on Alfieri in the first race. Uh, the quickest time out of these four races overall is the eventual winner of the E Star Match Race Series. So, Kenley Ebony takes on Alfieri. You would think that Alfieri would be too quick for Kenley Ebony, uh, and I think Alfieri will go around a short price favourite there. In saying that, Kenley Ebony certainly got some hope there uh, if Alfieri is slightly off its game. Two times twice an interesting greyhound for Ben Rawlings. We'll talk to Ben shortly. We'll take on Madison K. Madison K. will have the early brilliance. Two times twice will have the strength overall. So again, that race will be interesting. Madison K. and Two Times Twice have both gone very similar times around there at Angle Park. So that will be an enthralling race. That one, Double by Design will take on Wooden Tiger. Again, Wooden Tiger is probably more of a stayer. Double by Design probably better suited at the five fifteen. But again, Double By Design probably will be ahead of Wooden Tiger, and that should be an interesting race as well. And It's a Riot will take on Boss McLaren, both evenly matched Greyhounds. So it promises to be an excellent race. Now, I think when the markets go up for the overall E-Star match race series, I think Alfieri will go up favourite because most would predict that he would lead Canley Ebony and out in front on the lure. He's going to run time, and if you look at that race overall, he's got the quickest PB of 29.50. I think the chances probably in that particular race are it's a right now that it's had one run back, uh, and of course the other one is two times twice in a two dog race. We know it's going to finish really hard, so looking forward to seeing how that unfolds on on Thursday night. That's race number three. Now, the feature final is race eight. That's the Easter Cup. Now this is the lineup. It's over 600 metres. In box one, we have Power Burner. Now, he zipped out of the box's last start to lead, but got tied. So, box one, you predict he's going to push forward. Two is Zipping Gallon. He, for mine, finds the right spot here and is going to be really strong late. So, he's going to take some beating. Three to Rizigi for Laurie Carlin. Um, going okay, strung together two wins in a row, three and four starts ago. A bit disappointing last Thursday night, but can improve. Four is West on Bamboo, likely to run home late. Uh, Probably more of a place prospect. Five is Crips Dusty. Just doesn't know how to win at the moment, Kribs Dusty. He's running a lot of placings. Has run runner-up its last three starts, trained by Rob Harness. Can't totally discount its chances, but on its win record, probably not. Uh, Dracarys. Now, this is the Greyhound that's flying. It's won three in a row for Colin Swain. Just needs a little bit of luck from box six, and it will be highly competitive here. Seven Oakvale Magic going well. If you forgive its last failure, had every chance last Thursday night. It's another one that goes forward out of the boxes early. And Holy Rain, number eight, drawn poorly, will need a fair bit of luck. So looking at this race on paper, I just feel Zipping Gallon's going to get the right run here. I think Dracaries is the chance of leading. Power is going to try and hunt forward from the inside, It'll be better for the run, but I think Zipping Gallon's the dog that you want to be on. If we saw what he did last Thursday night and he can repeat that sort of run, he's going to take a heap of beating here in race number eight on Thursday night. So my tips early for the Easter Cup at this stage are two Zipping Gallon ahead of six Dracarys, five Crips Dusty, and I'm going to throw in number seven Oakvale Magic for fourth. So I'm going in the order of two, six, five, and uh, seven at this stage for the Easter Cup. Now those wanting to have a play there on Thursday night... As I said, it's a good program. We start at 6.43, start time for race one. Race ten will be at ten seventeen. Now, I thought some good plays here on Thursday night. Some had a little bit of value here. I think race one number three Spring Kill Ervo. I think we need to totally forgive its run last Thursday night. I made it a good thing last Thursday night, and it came out poorly. I don't think it will begin as badly as what it did last Thursday. If it can begin on terms with them, I think it's some chance of beating the favourite Spring Vinny in that race. So I'm happy to try Spring Curvo in race one, number three. The other two I think that can win, add some value, will be race nine, number seven, My Boy Bean. Now, this is the 731 metre race. It'll be the second favourite. Sir Truculent will go around the favourite. He ran past My Boy Bean last Thursday night. But my boy Beam was having its first run since a freshen up. So we'd had about three weeks off the scene. My boy Beam, with that run under his belt, he will give Sir Truculent definitely something to catch. And I reckon he might be able to hang on. So I'm going for an upset there. My boy Beam, to beat Sir Truculent. And in the last race, I think we can back Super Blue, number eight, uh, with a bit of confidence here over the 600. He'll like that being out deep. Could be magic the kennel mate underneath will bring it forward into the race early, as will predecessor box five. So... I feel Super Blue can get into a striking spot and he can take some beatings. So, three at a little bit of a price. Race one, number three, Spring Cuervo. Race nine, number seven, My Boy Bean. And race 10, number eight, Super Blue. That is the preview. And that's all thanks to, of course, uh, at the Dogs SA, the Twitter feed. Uh, jump on board and get all your tips for free each and every meeting. And as always, gamble responsibly. The interview. Yes, the interview this week on the Dogcast is uh, is Ben Rawlings. Uh, no racing today in South Australia, so Ben's got a day off and he's about to join us on the Dogcast. Uh, hello, Ben.
1: Hi Tim, how
0: you going, mate? Good mate, no racing today unfortunately with that meeting being called off but we've got racing tomorrow and Thursday and you've got a big say in those meetings and we're going to have a chat about some of your greyhounds shortly but uh, just before we do Ben and chat about this week just a couple of things I want to mention for you the virus that's going around at the moment unfortunately it is getting into some of the kennels and you were unlucky enough to get that virus a few weeks ago and just for the listeners I guess explain how long does it take for a greyhound to recover from that is it two or three weeks in total?
1: Um, yeah, so we we're one of the first ones to get it. Um, look it's it hits the dog pretty hard, to be fair, but mm. um it's also probably in and out of the system within you know anywhere from forty eight to seventy two hours. so it goes through them pretty quick and mm. and they're pretty resilient. they they bounce back pretty quick. Um, you know generally within five to seven days they're they're good. Um, I think. There's a lot of unknown about the, the shedding of the of the virus, mm. um, how long it's, how long the, the dog can still have you know sh- or share it around. Yeah. Um, I think outside the virus, have been um, extra extra cautious by by enforcing these two to three week quarantine periods um, on mm. the kennel when they get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, it's been happening all over Australia. This virus has been affecting some of the kennels, and I guess it's just like a virus affecting the adults and and, uh, and the public. Uh, ben, obviously you, you get a virus, it goes through you in two or three days, but you're not really yourself for a week or so anyway. You're trying to recover and get some, uh, some nutrients back in your body.
1: Yeah, that's it. Well, two times, twice. He, he raced on the Thursday, went 29.6, and then on the Sunday night, couldn't get out of bed. So, mm. you know, it, it hit him pretty hard. But then, you know, by Tuesday night, he was back bouncing and, and you wouldn't have known anything was wrong with him. So, yeah, like I said, and lo- much like us, it, it goes in you, mm. sort of hits you around, but then you come back pretty good. I think it's just the, the unknown of the how long it sheds for as, as well as, the extra precautions being there and obviously you know we, we want to keep racing so you know having mm. everyone out at one time is not a good thing
0: no no so so hopefully we're on the end of it now that uh, some of the trainers have had it and some of the dogs have had it as well so hopefully we're on the end of that virus but i just thought we'd touch base because i know your kenner was affected by it your greyhounds have come back pretty well since then ben we had some winners during the week for you before we touch on your your runners on thursday night Go back to February. I know you weren't there on the night. Uh, I know I was speaking to your sister on, on the night there at the Greyhound of the Year Awards, but a big thrill for you. I'm, I'm sure you were rap- You're over in Melbourne at the time, I think, and Candy Boucher winning the Greyhound of the Year, that's a big thrill for you.
1: Yeah, no, we were, we were stoked with that. Um, everyone had a, bit, a lot better night than me. We didn't have much luck in Melbourne that night. But, um, no, nah, it was, you know, a huge honour and privilege to win that award. You know, we come close a couple of years mm. ago um, with Bogie Beckham, and, you know, she... She'd had a pretty consistent year, and you know probably the Group Two win in WA is what tipped her over the line um, in a lot of people's eyes. So yeah, it's a big thrill for her, and um, you know obviously being a bitch and, and what she's accomplished, it's just another uh, accolade for her. You know moving forward as a brood bitch.
0: Yeah, the year bogey Beckham, of course, ran second. That looked a two dog race in the in the polling the whole night. It was a thrilling uh, countdown and could have gone either way. This this year's uh, Greyhound of the Year, I guess, or last year's edition, which we were talking about in February, there was five greyhounds. It was probably not a great deal separating three or four of them on their form, but that win in WA, as you said, Ben, probably got Alec County Boucher over the line.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like the, the year Bogie Beckham was there, I mean, he had an outstanding year interstate, you know, all of his big wins were interstate and, and on fire, you know, had a great year at home, basically. He won most everything at Angle Park, so You know, that's where you have a subjective view of of which way it could spin. But like Mm. you said this year, there were three or four that, you know, all had won a decent race throughout the time. There hadn't been a consistent, you know, um, performer like a Bogie Beckham or an on fire even like a Honcho Manelli the year before that that was a clear standout. So it really could have gone either way. But, yeah, no, we wrapped that that she got the nod.
0: Yeah, big thrill for your kennel uh, on the night, Ben. Uh, That was back in February, of course. Now, We look at Thursday night's program. You've got uh, in the Easter Cup final, Zipping Gallon. Now, I just mentioned there a short time ago in the preview that uh, I think you'd have to be um, uh, living under a rock if you didn't see him running last Thursday night. Ben, he absolutely flew home, and that was his first run for a few weeks. So he's only going to gain benefit from that, isn't he?
1: Yeah, so we weren't really sure what to do with him when you have a stayer out for a period of time like he was with that virus where you resume. So... You know, we made the decision to try all our dogs before they come back. Um, but him, we gave a, a full 500 where the rest just had a slip. And, and he ran really well. And we thought, you know, we're either trialling 600 the week after or we'll put him in the series. And we thought, we'll want no harm going in the series. And, you know, he he's just a naturally super strong dog. So if he gets any sort of clean air like he did towards the end of that race uh, last week, he, he hit the line very, very well.
0: How did he pull up Friday morning? Was he ready to go again?
1: Yeah, no, real good. Um, to be fair, all my dogs that sort have of raced since um, have been pulling up really well the next day. So you know, I think we, you know, we we, we got set a date by by the stewards when we could come back, and yeah. and we worked it um, to that to fit in a trial and then to resume them sort of where we thought they would be best suited. And you know, um, so far everything everyone's ran really well, um, and everyone's pulling up really well, which is more important.
0: Yeah, so that's probably the key, isn't it? Really, with the stewards uh, outlining when you can bring your greyhounds back, quarantining them, so it gives you a plan of how to how to plan towards those races resuming from spells.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you know, we got the clearance on a Tuesday, and, and we had planned for the following Friday, Saturday to get. I think I trailed nineteen dogs between Friday and Saturday, um, and then started filtering and filtering them back through um, last week. So. You know, it's, once you have that date, you know, we're lucky we have a straight track at home, so we've got mm. a bit of work in from beforehand, but, um, you know, all, all all gone well so far.
0: Where do you think he'll end up in the run here, Zipping Gallon? Will he be three pairs back, or will he be a bit closer than that from box two?
1: Yeah, it's he's deceptive, because he actually stepped right last week, and then he got pushed wide, so, you know, his first split's a nine-second first split, so it doesn't look as good, but I think if he'd drawn inside last week, he would have landed a, a whole lot closer. Um, on the speed map, the one's just drawn to lead and just mm. go up the clappers, which is which is what we want. Mm. Um, the three doesn't come down. The three will run a straight line. Um, the four sort of hit and miss early, and probably the speedier the speedier runners are out wide. So, you know, there's every chance that he could land in the in the top half of the field. And the biggest thing for him is is that run into the home straight through the first turn and where he is when you roll into the back straight. If he's in the top four you know, when they straighten into the back straight, then he's going to be hard. He's going to be Mm. very hard to hold out.
0: Yeah, it's a great race. You've got two runners in the E-Star match race series on Thursday night. You've got two times twice, who, as you said, uh, it's building up quite a record, isn't it, Ben? And uh, it's an interesting match race against um, Madison Kay in that one.
1: Yeah, he's fine. He's he's just a ripping old dog. You you wouldn't know that he's getting near four-year-old. He's just bouncing around all the time and, Full of himself, and it doesn't matter where you where you put him. Like he rode, he won at Murray Bridge on Sunday. Um, he actually missed the trial because he had a, a bad wrist. So you know he's gone probably five weeks into that race with, with no trial, just working at home, and mm. and knocked him up over four fifty five. So yeah, he's a really really nice animal. I'm I'm you know pretty happy. He was scheduled to take on Alfieri, which I wasn't too happy <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah. um, but with uh, with the uh, I think actual footloose wasn't 100%. It um, it bumped two times twice up to take on Madison Kay, and I'm very happy. I've got a lot of respect for Madison Kay, mm. but I'm a little bit suspect on her at the end. And, and I know how strong my bloke is, um, so yeah, that, that's I think what I just. it's very very hard
0: to hold out. I was going to say Ben, I just mentioned that in the preview that Madison K, obviously she'll ping out lead. Your your Greyhound will just sit behind her, and we know how strong two times twice is. So and he's ran 29.62 around Angle Park before, so the times there.
1: Yeah, he can go. His he's splits over 600 in particular, his first two splits are uh, very, very fast. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. To what, I mean, she's been a little bit hit and miss since she's come mm-hmm. to 500 as well. She, she went very good on day two, which in fairness, it was on a fast track, but you've still got to run the time. And look, I think, you know, he might be closer than sort of you think, and, and if he's yeah, if he's sitting anywhere behind her swinging for home, he'd be finishing all over the top of her. I would have thought.
0: Yeah, wow. Well, if he held her out early, well, he'd be very hard to beat, wouldn't he?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And he, I mean, he can lead as well. That's the mm. thing. If she misses at a touch and he comes out the best he can, there's every chance that he could punch to the lead, and 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 then yeah, obviously that would be a whole different story.
0: And what about your other dog? It's a right. He's had the one run back. Um, he's matching it against Boss McLaren, who's drawn out in, in the pink. So. Time-wise, it's not a great between, not a great deal between these two. Well,
1: I think these two are probably the most even match of the match race. I think they're both very similar dogs. They're both very capable on their night and very fast dogs. They've both got very strong run homes. But when you look at their, their wins in, in their fast times, their, their splits are pretty comparable as well. So mm. look, I really think this is a who leads wins sort of scenario um, in this race. They're both not. You know, foolproof beginners—they're both known to miss it a bit. All, all I know is, is, my bloke's just going to relish getting near the fence. He, he's mm. no good from wide draws. His form shows that. His racing pattern shows that. Um, he loves being on the rail. Um, so yeah, I think you know, I think it's—I think it really is who leads wins that one.
0: What do you think overall? Who runs the quickest time? Alfieri is he the favourite? You think in your eyes? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards Wooden Tiger to be honest. Okay. Uh, I've got a lot of respect for him. I've got a little mate to him and. Um, when he won over 700 a couple of starts back, his backslit was electric. I obviously raced a lot over the 700, and it, it was comparable to about a 2940 run over the 500. So he's a very, very fast old wooden tiger. He's got a lot of chinks at the moment, but he's only young and he's learning. So if he put it all together, I think he could be the one that carves out the fastest time. Obviously, out is a flying machine, but his box manners have been very mixed mm-hmm. lately. And, they have. Um, and if he gets headed, he can be a little bit awkward. If the run opens, he's very good at taking it, but he can be a little bit awkward when he gets headed. Um, and and Townley Ebony is no slouch either. So, look, yeah, I think I think it's a very intriguing series. I think there's no clear standout. I dare say Alfieri would be the favourite. I think Wooden Tigers got the potential and you know, like if, if a two times twice landed on the arm, you know, and he, and he did carve out a, a low 29.6, you know, that might put him somewhere near it too. So, mm. um, no, I think it's very evenly matched. I think they've done very well to get the, the runners into it. They have, and the matches um, have lined up very well.
0: Yeah, 6,000 to the winner too. Some good prize money there, Ben.
1: Yeah, well, the individual match race is is good money, and then the overall's good as well. So, you mm. know, I'm I'm just very happy to be part of it, and you know, have the dogs back racing for it. Um, and yes, there we go.
0: Hey, one of your other one of your other runners there on Thursday night, uh, Rockstar Fletch, race seven, number one. Now he was uh, he was the uh, the De greyhound that won the last event there last Thursday night and landed a good little plunge. Uh, one of your your main owners, Dwayne Jiggins, he tells me he got unders because you got the overs. Is that right? <laughs>
1: We opened Thames, and I thought that was far too much, so we had a little bit on, yeah. Um, and then Dwayne texted me, am I on? I said, yeah, I got on a half hour ago. So <laughs> I thought, Dwayne's du- normally on the ball with that, so um, probably one up on him there, but he's probably a fair way up on me. But, no, nah, he's a really nice doggy. He, he's had a lot of issues, a bit awkward. He, um, his racing style is a little bit awkward because he's not always the best beginner, but he's very strong, so... Um, Similar, if he lands in the top few, he's going to be hard to hold out.
0: Yeah, he was bursting to, to win a race before he obviously was taken out because of the uh, the virus, but uh, he went up a massive price last Thursday night, and if he was fit enough, he was always going to be competitive.
1: Yeah, I guess that was probably the only doubt. Like, we had a little bit on him. We didn't go crazy. He trialed mm. super. He, mm. he he slipped. I slipped all my dogs, and, and he went the quicker. So, you know, we were confident that he was going well. The 500 was always going to be the, the query, but, you know, when he landed second... Um, Troy's dog and you know it, it was having its first 500 I thought it was always going to be suspect at the end and um, yeah well, no, I was very happy to see him get over the top um, at the price.
0: Yeah big weekend for you of course you had your birthday last week too didn't you Benny?
1: Yeah Friday yeah. Uh, bit, of an, bit, of a, bit of a nothing
0: event this <laughs>
1: year but with everything going on but there you go
0: Well let's hope you can win the uh, the Easter Cup and, uh, and the Easter Match Race Series on Thursday night it's going to be a great night Ben we look forward to seeing you down there at the track Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Ben. Ben Rawlings, our special guest here on the Dogcast. He's got some great chances there on Thursday night, as I said. In the E Star Match Race Series, he has two times twice, and it's a ride, so he's got a two-pronged attack there. And in the Easter Cup Race Number Eight, he's got Zipping Gallon, so it could be a big night for the Ben Rawlings Kennel. As I said, it's a wonderful program there on Thursday night. Uh, look, thanks for tuning into the Dogcast. It's been uh, well. It's been some challenging times over the last few weeks, but Greyhound Racing SA have certainly been on the on the front foot. And as Ben said, the quarantining of greyhounds when they've been sick uh, and the, uh, the, 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 the way they've just uh, handled themselves with the greyhounds on the track with the distances to, between each greyhound as they're loading in, etc, etc. Uh, all the temperature checks on track. It's all going well for greyhound racing continuing here in South Australia. Thanks for joining us on the Dogcast. We'll talk to you soon.